Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to OCA's Asia Town Voice. We are an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on every Sunday from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans' community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. OCA's Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Yen Tang, also known as DJ Bossy Lady. In house today is DJ Alexicon. What, what? Good evening, everybody. And special thanks to Johnny Woo. There he is, <laughs> the ghost host. Fake one. <laughs> no, that's, that's Johnny. Uh, we call him the ghost host for all you new listeners because sometimes he just kind of floats around and does his own thing. But he lets us use the studio, so many thanks to him. So, yes. DJ Alexicon, yes. what are your impressions this week? Impressions this week we are... that you got a new job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been uh, traveling to uh, Chicago for the past several weeks. Got Did a you new see job. that CD just float in the air? That must I be the know. ghost. That's the, the ghost is kind of, <laughs> you know, energetic tonight. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that, DJ Lexicon. <laughs> but but yeah, I got a new job. Uh, staying in Cleveland for now. It's, it's in Strongsville. Woo! So uh, woo, can you so tell us what company? It's uh it's called Afimac. It's a worldwide. Uh, it's a global strike security uh, company. Global strike. Yeah, they provide um, different uh, security services, bodyguards. You know what I'm thinking? Have you ever <laughs> watch that TV show on BBC called Strike Back? No. It's good. <laughs> yeah, these yeah. guys are nodding their heads. So lo- lots of stuff like that. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, some of the things I still don't know what they do, but it's sec- basically security. But I'm not going to uh, hold a gun or anything. Well, obviously you can't <laughs> tell us anymore because it's, yeah. uh, it's a security company. Yes, yes. But it's close by my place, so I'm back in the uh, game again. I guess uh, no more Netflix binging. Yep. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm trying to finish uh, the House of Cards series that ca- that came out and some new shows that are being recommended. Are you still going to be doing computer stuff? I'm. Yes. Are you programming? No, uh, administrator. Oh. Uh, network uh, IT administrator. Is that easier? Um, it, it, for my point of view, it's completely different from what I was doing at Progressive. So, so you get to learn something. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Good way to start off the new year. What about you? I have my head buried in paints sets. And uh, you've been trying to, uh, if yes. I'm if I'm not mistaken, you've been trying to hone your uh, your art skills again. I've been thinking about challenging myself more. Yes, I've been really lazy. I haven't really been <laughs> challenging myself. <laughs> I've been just kind of drawing whatever pops in my head. It's pretty awful. <laughs> but for you listeners, um, I mentioned on a previous episode that I've been working on a series of novels. And I, when I can't write anymore and you hit that writer's block. Actually, it's not really writer's block because you're still thinking it's writer's exhaustion. Once you get to that point you need to do something else and I started drawing my characters so if you um, if I sound a little bit tired that's why I've been up since like five or six but I mean morning. those are a lot of pages of words uh, you know right mm-hmm. you, you've written hundreds it's, it's not easy to think uh, it's, it's really not about the word count it's really about the story and the narrative and how it flows I mean sometimes before you know it, you have 90,000 words in front of you and you're like how the heck did I get here from only like wow. 60,000 yeah um, but the point is, if anybody wants to check out the drawings and uh, offer me any of your critiques, you could just look up Ava Rice, A-V-A, last name R-E-I-S-S, and maybe later I'll tell you how I came up with that pseudonym. It's a long story. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let us uh, introduce our special guest for tonight. Drum All roll. right. 
sorry, it's man. It was a good shot. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our special guest tonight is the acapella singing group Demacapella. Hi. Hello. Let's have some, uh, what do you call this? Some, uh, I forget the term. Uh, <laughs> some harmony. Har- oh, barbershop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's have some. Hello. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Held that too. Isn't that awesome? Yes, yes, it is awesome. I get excited by that. Uh, hopefully, we don't have to play uh, any music later, and we'll just have them uh, sing something for. They brought us some tracks. Four minutes. Oh, they that? did. They brought oh. us some tracks. That's All awesome. Right. That so is awesome. I'm gonna start on my left. First, we have Samir. Hi. He has a really cool Where's Waldo hat. Or to me, it looks like a Where's Waldo hat. So we'll just call it that. Then we have Sean. Hello. And then we have Jeff. Howdy. So these guys, uh, uh, who's going to tell us about your group? Jeff wearing the nice headphones. <laughs> Jeff is wearing some really nice headphones. Those aren't his, by the way. He stole them from the ghost host. Yes. So, so I guess, Jeff, are you going to tell us about your group or Samir? All right, yeah, I'll go ahead. So um, the Macapella is a co-ed uh, musical group from Case Western. We perform uh, live for a lot of campus events and things like that. But we also go abroad uh, nationally to different competitions um, and uh, corporate events and such. Uh, we were founded uh, in 2000, I want to say 2005, by uh, Mayank Prasad. Mm-hmm. Uh, with some help from friends, the 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 cultural group on campus, the Indian Student Association, mm-hmm. uh, was always putting on this annual performance called Andaz, um, in which they had demonstrations of uh, Southeast Asian um, and Middle Eastern culture. And uh, a lot of the demonstrations were dance, right? And uh, he said, well, it would be nice. The president of ISA said, it would be nice if we had a vocal act. And so he asked Mayank, who happened to be a singer at the time, a friend, uh, to put something together. And that's where Mike went around the campus asking people, do you sing? Do you sing? You got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so we managed to put together a group that grew to about the size of his 16 right now. This year we're 14. Wow. Um, and uh, it went from that tiny little performance act during mm-hmm. the cultural show to uh, what it is now, which is a burgeoning name within the uh, Southeast Asian acapella community. So at what point did you start competing? I think we started competing around 2008. Wow. Yeah, and we started off at a competition called Gathe Raho. And this competition is in Iowa City, Iowa. Uh, so middle of nowhere, middle of winter, <laughs> every, every year except until this year, actually. It's normally in February. And basically they bring the best... Uh, Southeast Asian acapella groups. It's a genre, believe it or not. <laughs> and they get us all together there, and we compete uh, for big prize money. Uh, but the Maka, we we had uh, we we didn't end up actually placing until two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven, it was. Two thousand eleven was at a separate competition. Two thousand eleven, we won second place at Anahat, which is a competition in. I think it's hosted by UC Berkeley. Okay. So UC Berkeley has their own group called In This. And so they've been doing it annually just like Gathe. And that was the first year that we placed a, a competition of that caliber. That's really awesome. What was the prize, can I ask? Uh, ooh, that's, <laughs> a, that's a really good question. Um, 
Well, I can I can tell well, you, you haven't received it yet. <laughs> yeah, that, that's Four for years. sure. With the, the bureaucratic systems of the schools, no, they they don't like getting rid of their money, but they give it to us anyways. Um, but it was uh, 2013. The, the question I can't answer is 2013, um, which was the closest in our memories when we went to Gatherajo, uh in Iowa City again, mm-hmm. um, where we placed first, and I believe the prize money for that was three thousand dollars. And I should wow. be correct because I was treasurer of the group at the time. <laughs> so it was a little less than that. I don't know. But uh, but yeah. So what do you do? Do you use that to to reinvest in the group for I don't know costumes for I don't know training food food yeah food's always good for college students yeah but um lots of ginger for the throat (laughs) no that that money um does go back to the group um whereas other we we have the opportunity to split it up amongst us uh we choose to keep it within an account for the group Mm -hmm. uh, managed by the the treasurer and that money goes towards things like transportation. Like you said, food at um, these events that we have to go to uh, and paying uh, towards production time and things like that when we release our uh, albums every now and then. Oh, so, nice. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I heard you guys talking about releasing an album like before we started this show. What what goes into this process? I mean, was, is this your first album ever or has this group put out other albums before? This is not. The first studio album that we put out was in 2011 and okay. it was called Behelinazer First Look. Mm-hmm. So it was the first time the group did something of, you know, that level. We were wow. really trying to make it out there. We had been gaining popularity on campus in mm-hmm. Cleveland. We'd already been to several competitions. So the group at the time, they thought this is perfect time to put it out. Awesome. And so... I can't really speak much towards the production of that album, but I think <laughs> Jeff can. Yeah. So basically, we, the Macapella is all about the pioneer spirit. <laughs> we have self-recorded ourselves. We've self-recorded ourselves for the first album, as well as the second one, which has come out within the past month or so. Uh, but basically, we would drive. We would take the arduous drive up to Buffalo, New York. Because one of our members, her uncle, no, no, her father actually has a recording studio in his basement. Nice. And we recorded, I think they went, it must have gone seven or eight weekends over a semester. Wow. And they recorded themselves and then sent all those self-recorded tracks off to Carl Taylor at Liquid Fifth Productions, who's based out of North Carolina, it does some Beautiful work. Fantastic. On, yes, with acapella music. And uh, he, he edited, mixed, and mastered it for us, and then we had our albums. And I think that Samir can speak to our more recent experience. Well, actually, By the way, um, how many members do you have in your group? I don't think we asked that. 16. 16? We said it in the intro. Well, cur- currently at the moment, uh, usually 16 is what we, we aim for. We had a couple members graduate. You know, mm-hmm. this happens every year. Um, and so right now I think we're about 13. Um, but uh, something that I was, I was mentioning before about the, uh, the, the album recording process is I think it's kind of important, or at least it's striking to me, to sort of underline a sort of modest beginning. So whereas one of our, um, the group members' father had a recording studio in, in, in his house, um, to, to say recording studio, he had some very nice equipment, um, but it was in his basement, and we put, I kid you not, 
pillows and blankets <laughs> up on the wall. You know, you guys have a fantastic studio here with uh, sound-absorbing walls right there. But we were doing our best to make uh, to make do with what we had in our um, expertise uh, or, or amateur expertise there. There's a better way of saying it. So um, that was fantastic. Then for the second album, our group was uh, thinking ahead. The, the commute out to Buffalo um, is, is quite a commitment, especially with all of us having diverse schedules and all being in school, mm-hmm. uh, all of us studying uh, generally science or uh, other things that, that aren't necessarily related to music. So the maca is very important to us, but of course we're all students first. Um, so yeah, so we, uh, we, we decided to invest in um, some mics of our own. Uh, I the mic the whole mic business is not really my my forte though. Do you know anything about the mics that we got? We, we just got some <laughs> large diaphragm condensers. Yeah. Yeah. Wireless or wired? He says that so casually. I have no idea what that even means. <laughs> it sounds like magic. <laughs> to me. That's a good mic. That's a good uh, technical mic. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. You, you see the mic you're talking into now? Yes. It's like that. Oh, the radio like one. Awesome. It has like. It's like the ones that Elvis Presley used to croon into. So you mean like this? Yeah, like that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but those those mics gave a, a really clean and um, crystal clean sound. So it was it was very nice. And uh, we we had some piano rooms around the school mm-hmm. where they just have pianos available to us. I guess wherever we want to de-stress music is great for that. And so we would go into those rooms uh, and reserve those rooms and uh, set up in there on weekends and. Um, go for shifts on end. The, whoever is in charge of actually capturing the music, poor guys would be sitting outside of the room uh, recording uh, <laughs> um, uh, for for the whole day pretty much while sections of us, we'd go in two by two because we had two mics mm-hmm. um, and capture music that way. So you'll have a multi-track recorder? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yeah. I, I call that part of the pioneer spirit, pillows and blankets to buying your own mics, yeah. <laughs> making it work. Right? Those school facilities are awesome, especially in the music department, because I used to do that in Cleveland State when oh, I was you a did? student. Oh, you, yeah. You did music? Well, I like practiced my piano. I'd, I'd oh, you play the in piano? Actually. Yeah, I yeah. Well, around uh, between 9 to 11 p.m. and there's not a lot of music students, I'll sneak into one of those <laughs> rooms and practice my piano there because the pianos are nice sounding. All right, guys, if you ever decide not to just do acapella and like get somebody <laughs> Else to do piano, DJ Alexicon will help you. Apparently. In addition to my DJ service. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> Multi talent. All right, we're hooking you up. <laughs> so, uh, when your album comes out, is it going to be on iTunes or can you only buy it through like uh, your website or yeah. through your student organization? The album was actually just released on February 28th. <gasps> oh, wow. this year? Wow. Days ago. Yes. So, the album is titled Naya Zamana Welcome to the New Age. And can, you, can you spell that for us? Yes. N A Y A. And Zamana is Z A M A N A. Naya Zamana. Naya Zamana. And what by, that means is Naya Zamana means new age. By awesome. uh, mention your group. Pardon me? What? The group name? The group name. Yes. Oh, the Macapella. <laughs> the Macapella. The Macapella. D H A M A. DJ Lexicon, can you announce that in your best voice? Yes. Uh, what's the name of the album again? Naya Zamana. <laughs> Hey guys, check out Naya Zamana by the Macapala Acapella Group. Hey, <laughs> from Case like Western. I like it. So where where would uh, our listeners go to buy a copy? So it's currently, we're in the process of getting it out onto iTunes, Google Play. That'll be out in the next few weeks. I want to say one awesome. week. I'm in charge of all of that. Yeah. So don't <laughs> worry. Pressure's on. Coming soon. He but we released work. a bunch of physical copies mm-hmm. um, on the 28th. Okay. And so all of that should be ready in the next few weeks. We've been shipping them out. As awesome. we speak. 
So is there a website where uh, our listeners can go if they want to like yes, buy from you can visit themacapella dot co, which is D H A M A K A P E L L A dot C O. Awesome. Why is it dot C O? Good question. <laughs> Domain <laughs> names These are questions tricky. we were hoping you would ask. <laughs> Domain names can be tricky. Oh, so there's no more dot coms letters. No. <laughs> We've moved on. Just got to keep getting rid of the letters. <laughs> this is part, again, all part of the pioneer spirit. Yeah. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Come is overrated. So who gets you, um, who decides a set list? Like, how do you decide what songs to sing? So we have um, a music director system. There is an internal structure to the group. Of course, there's the uh, the professional side. So we have a president. We have business uh, a business, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, business manager. Thank you. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. Um, and other ways to liaise with the outside world, hook up contacts, get us into an opportunity like this, this fantastic opportunity. Um, but we also have an internal organization, which is uh, consisting of, at the moment, we have two music directors, Shovik Naogi and uh, Alexandra Smick. And um, what they do for us is they uh, go through these arrangements that members of the group make. So I mentioned our founder, Mike Prasad. Right now, I think he's practicing law somewhere in Philadelphia. Awesome. Or New York. He's in New York right now. Um, so he's, he's, he's very successful doing his thing, making, um, bank. making bank, but making he bank. still finds time on weekends to sit down and write, write a piece for us. So Oh, so you have original work. Um, so the, the pieces are, uh, I, I hesitate to call it completely original work, but okay. they, they are what I guess modern day would say is like a mashup or a fusion fusion mm-hmm. pieces. Oh, I guess we haven't actually talked about that. We should talk about yeah. No, oh, what, yeah, what makes, we do. What makes the Macapella <laughs> special? Okay. This All is kind right. of a bigger question that you sort of led us into. Awesome. Um, so w- what we do is we we take uh, the Macapella takes uh, Western music, like the 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 top pop forty stuff that you hear on the radio, and we make so that's something that's very uh, palatable, something that most people here have listened to or at least familiar with, and we mix that with something that they may not be as familiar with, which is um, music from Southeast Asia, specifically from the film industry called mm-hmm. Bollywood. Okay. Um, and so once we do those fusions, we we look for things that cross over, such as feeling or emotion in in the singer's voice or the lyrics. Um, uh, we look for a uh, mixing of, of the beats and the rhythms that are put into the piece or something as simple as just like melodies that mash together. And so once we find something that mixes together f- uh, across two similar songs with those uh, criteria, then we sit down and say, hey, this might be a nice mashup to make. And um, we listen to it by ear and then we start writing. And that process of writing can take many different uh, paths, um, whether it's trying to change something that's more slow and soulful like Adele and trying to make it a little more upbeat or jazzy, or it could be something where um, you try to incorporate different styles of rhythms or things like that. It's something our beatboxer loves to do, tossing in. He's, he's a really big fan of reggae music, so he loves putting <laughs> those, those beats in there. So your um, songs are always a uh, mashup. It's yeah, they're, they're, they're mashups. Um, some of us have written original songs, but we haven't gotten around to uh, fine-tuning those and, yeah. and performing them. Um, yeah, so what we, we normally aim to do is, is the fusion aspects. You know what's really awesome? You have an attorney working on your mashup, so then you, he knows. Does like, a license. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he knows where to draw the line. That's the legalities. Because awesome. that, that would have been my question. Be like, how do you, how do you like, make sure you're covered you know, so nobody sues you for using these top 40 songs? So. Well, we have to go through it uh, like every other artist has to go through it. There's a huge licensing process. Oh, really? And it's a lot tougher because 
not only do we have to do it with the Western music, but we have mm-hmm. to do it with the Eastern music as well. And typically, that, yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, how no, does no. that conversation go? It's like, so I want to use your song with this other song from the other side of the world. Like, is that we went about it through an agency? I think oh. so. There are agencies set up. You know, they have very nice websites, and they're like, we'll take care of your licensing for you if you pay us this amount of money. They're good so at what be- they do. I yeah. believe that's the route we took. Yeah, it's the Harry Fox agency. Harry Fox they, agency. They'll take care of any licensing you have for pretty much any music you could think of. Which mm-hmm. is good because it saves you guys time, yes, right? And focus definitely. your efforts on your creativity. and uh, Actually, probably their schoolwork. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably where we're trying to get Creativity and yeah. schoolwork. Um, speaking of which, before we go on break, why don't you guys, I mean, you're all from Case Western Reserve yes. University, which is around here. Tell us about your majors, because it's not, none of this is in music and production. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, yeah, exactly. So um, it's, it's actually pretty cool. Uh, Case is, is uh, very, very close to John Carroll, almost like um, brothers. But um, Case Western uh, is mainly known as more of a, a science and engineering sort of school. That's the reputation, at least, that it has, although I'm not mm-hmm. so certain the marketing department of Case would like us to say that. <laughs> <laughs> they like to be diverse. That's the, the key word nowadays. But um, I personally am a, a physics major, mm-hmm. um, so a physics major with a concentration in biology. Mm-hmm. My long-term goal is to go into, or hopefully I'm a fourth-year senior now, so hopefully it's not too long-term of a goal, <laughs> is to go into medicine, so I'll be applying to med school. Um, that's actually a very interesting choice. I don't know very many people who want to go into medicine or study biology who mm-hmm. have done physics. What may- led you to this decision? Um, so, yeah, it, most most people would, would, would agree with you in that statement. It's it's not a very common thing. And um, uh, it, was, it was just, it was, it was, when I was applying to colleges, I was thinking to myself, what did I find to be the most interesting? What did I see as... Uh, the the most available for discovery and where where would I be able to to apply my skills and and help people and so I thought of physics and and medicine um, and as far as the relationship between physics and medicine when you think about it and you think about your your high school or your college classes in physics not a whole lot comes in mind in terms of an intersection but then once you really sit down and and realize it's like if you're talking about blood flow through mm-hmm. uh, so your arteries or something like that you have Napier Stokes equations or things like that that define turbulence um, with disease conditions like uh, polycythemia or things like that so it's there, there are applications. They're not very forefront in terms of when you visit the doctor, he talks right. about the physics of the neural connections in your brain. No, that's not, that's not so much the case. Um, <laughs> but it is uh, very, very much applicable in the research aspects. That's amazing. It's pretty awesome. So I can't name drop quite as well as he <laughs> <laughs> uh, But uh, I'm a freshman at Case, and okay. I'm studying biomedical engineering uh, as well as pre-medicine. I also want to go and study medicine after my four years are up. And, yeah. Bio, bio, uh, bi- Biomedical engineering. I know it's a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. are, you, are we talking about clones here? Clones? No. no, 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 no. <laughs> He's not at liberty to discuss that, no? as your security company could probably. <laughs> that's right, that's right. But okay, Jeff. And I am studying nutritional biochemistry and metabolism. That's one. That's one major. And then I'm also studying film. Oh, that's interesting. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, uh, I I don't know if a lot of people, our listeners, have been to Asian Town Center, but I was at Asian Town Center when these guys were recording a demo, (laughs) and the whole second floor was, like, really awesome. We were just jamming and just dancing. 
I was I was that crazy lady hanging from the spokes <laughs> in the ceiling. So I was like, I was like, thrilling hey, from the ceiling. <laughs> but yeah, um, we're gonna go on break really quickly. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about these guys, Damacapella, and, and uh, we'll be playing uh, some, some of their tracks. tracks, maybe two tracks. Catch you later. Yeah, so these are we're about to uh, to unveil for you is our new album, Naizamana, a couple tracks that we think are representative of the type of music that you'll hear. Uh, we released this, as we said before, recently um, on February 28th. So this is this is uh, something a lot of people, or most people, haven't heard yet. So this is a real treat, or at least we hope it will be for you guys. Um, Jeff, if you want to talk about the tracks we're about to show you. So the first track that we'll have coming at you is a medley, or a mashup of Radioactive by Imagine Dragons and a medley of songs from the Bollywood film Dilse. <laughs>
back, ladies and gentlemen, with OCA's Asia Town Voice. We are an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on every Sunday for one hour beginning at 7 p.m. This program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. OCA's Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to, to you. you. And we're going to turn this over to DJ Alexicon's Corner. Hey, about a month ago, remember we were at the Cleveland Comic Con? Yes, we were. Yes, uh, unfortunately, our paths did not meet on that day. <laughs> yeah, you left before I got there. <laughs> but uh, in relation to that, congratulations to uh, Trace, a Doctor Who fan film, having oh, yeah. a cool booth at the Wizard World Comic Con and also at the Cleveland Concoction Comic Con. So, yeah, I, I, I did dress as Lex Luthor and... Um, <laughs> Star Trek. You know, I brought you a costume. I know. Me to. I know. I know. <laughs> it just sat under the table. I will make it up in a Cleveland Asian Festival. Yes. And speaking of Cleveland Asian Festival. I'm putting you in a wig. <laughs> <laughs> As punishment. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And uh, May 16 and May 17, right? Yes. So just a little shout out. I know it's still far away, about a month, it's, uh, two it's months away. It's never far away. It's, it'll be around. The, in, be in, in Ian's mind, it's never, actually, it never really is far away if uh, you're organizing it. Because before you know it, it's just around the corner in front of you. Yes. And the performance application deadline was March 15th. So those of you who are late applicants, I encourage you to email me or or else. <laughs> or uh, go to a negotiating mode with uh, Yin and see if so like, she can still... Maybe I can squeeze you on the schedule. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you have to come early and be my lackey. No, I'm totally joking. I could probably squeeze you in. Maybe. And congratulations to Asia for the grand opening of Asia's um, ICHC. International Health Center. Oh, International Community Health Center, that's what it is, ICHC. Yeah. It's important because um, <laughs> the similar health center in um, Asia Plaza closed, right? So yes, this is something that can service the community. And it is on the second floor of Asian Town Center, located at 3820 Superior Avenue. And for those of you um, who are driving there, use the parking lot that is on East 38th. It is behind kind of like a bluish-gray house, awkwardly in the middle of the parking lot. <laughs> it's really hard to miss uh, if you're driving down East 38th. Um, you can also recognize it by the purple sign. And the health center is on the second floor. And congratulations again to Johnny Ghost Hose Wu and uh, Ken Kovach for being the new co-producers for this year's 2015 One World Day. Yes, they are. Woo! One World Day is Woo! celebrating Cleveland Cultural Garden's 99 years of existence. And uh, does um, this uh, dance company, Intang Dance Company, having a performance? I will be there. Yes, yes. All right, guys. That is some pretty amazing music. I like that. <laughs> I like the radioactive one. Yeah. So going back to uh, the track Dark Fantasy, you mentioned it was uh, a Bollywood movie called The Bodyguard. Does it is it any is it like Mel Gibson's bodyguard? Not Mel Gibson, but uh, I'm sorry, did, Kevin Cosner. <laughs> Kevin Cosner. <laughs> <That's my bad. laughs> no. 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 Let's you, go with no on that one. You answer like you've never seen the movie. <laughs> None of us have seen yeah. the movie. <laughs> what is up with <laughs> that? <laughs> that is Whitney Houston and Kevin it. Costner. Wait, there are, we, there are, there are a couple 
different types of people in the group. You have people that, <laughs> you have people that know the songs because they simply hear the songs. Okay. And haven't necessarily seen the movies. But you know oh, what? And then there are people that have will... seen the movies and know the songs because they've seen the movies. You know what? I, I'll give them a pass because they're students. They're studying. Well, you know, but, but, but to actually speak to that, um, the thing about Bollywood and Bollywood music is, is that often the... So... Uh, how, to, how to best phrase this? Um, <laughs> Bollywood movies have a certain reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, they generally tend to be of a certain length. Very and, long. Yes, very, very long. I watch very a lot long. of Bollywood movies. There, there's a joke is that if you're flying to India, you know, and if there's like three, if like two hours left on the flight, but the movie is a three-hour movie that they're just starting, <laughs> they'll just circle for another hour before it lands <laughs> uh, <laughs> above Delhi Airport. But, um, yeah, so the movies tend to be very long, and they have um, some very, uh, common plot motifs and themes across them, of course, of lost love um, or familiar. Yeah, yeah. There's always love. People chasing each other. There's lots of dance numbers and singing numbers. Um, familial relationships and things like that that are uh, espoused in these movies. Um, but the thing is, is what makes the movie uh, really, really makes the movie or makes it popular, or famous, um, is the music. Mm-hmm. The the playback singers that go uh, and record the different scenes, uh, record the different music that are then acted out in the scene. So the actors themselves don't actually sing the music. They they lip sing along to the tracks and they dance and there's the choreography and, of course, the plot mixed in with that. Um, but the music is what makes these movies. And so it's it's actually not uncommon for a, a large number of the, the group to have actually never seen the movie, but to have all... Uh, heard the track and be very familiar with it. And, um, so, and yeah. also be familiar with the actors and actresses. Yes, oh. yes, that is Such true. Such as Ashwarya Rai. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I the, think that it's it's an interesting contrast to draw between Western music and, in particular, Bollywood music, is that when you're listening to Western music, you're almost always going to attribute it to the uh, whoever sang it. Or okay. whoever performed it. Yeah. The album music. The album music. And you're like, oh, have you heard their album? Or have you heard them featured in this song? Mm-hmm. But in Bollywood music, it's typically going to be attributed with hmm. the movie. And then it's going to be Got the it. playback singer that sang it. Got it. And it's so amazing how, how music is always interpersed with that. I remember watching a, uh, an Indian Bollywood movie that's uh, the theme is like gangsters. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, gangsters. Really? Oh. And I was what like, movie? how, how ca- I, I couldn't remember the title. But I was thinking... How can they in, insert music and dancing in this kind of? <laughs> I mean, but they pulled it off. One of the numbers was inside the bedroom of the gangster talking to his wife, and then suddenly they're singing and dancing. I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 it's like a twelve by twelve bedroom, and then there's yes, yes, they'll gonna start. The people suddenly appears, and they'll start, and then that gives me joy because I, I follow the dance movements while watching it in my living room. I mean, it's so amazing. Were you, you dancing to too? Yes, I am. Because it's <laughs> easy to uh, just tug the shoulders quick. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Do that again. Do that again. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, he's dancing. It's fantastic. <laughs> my, my brother has a, a classmate, and he's he's Indian. He was uh, giving us like a, a simple Bollywood dance lesson. He's like, just lift your hands and pretend like you're screwing in light bulbs. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, hey. I <laughs> but do you guys dance with your set at all? I, I some acapella so are the way comp- our competition sets work. For example, we just came back from a competition called Singeet Sagar. It was the first annual. Thing. I guess it's annual now, but yeah, it's the first Singeet Sagar, and it took place in the University of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. 
And so the way a competition set works is you'll typically have three to four songs, mm -hmm. and they all have to have choreo that goes with it. Awesome. Now, the challenge to that is that as far as in the Macapella, we actually have a couple of people that are on dance teams. Ah. So how do you make choreo that isn't too intense that everybody's going to lose their breath? Exactly. And so <laughs> that's a difficult balance to maintain because you want the choreo to look good and have you know really fluid motions, everything you would want from a <laughs> dance team. But at the same time, they need to be singing really, really well. So everybody it's, do yoga, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a lot of fun to come up with that choreo, and at the same time, it's a lot of fun to perform. And so I don't know if we mentioned this, but we placed second at Singeeth, which was it's big for us yeah. because it was their first competition, and the sound there was incredible. It was actually really? done by Carl Taylor from Liquid Fifth, oh, who okay. did both of our albums. <laughs> Is that how you heard about the competition through Carl? I think they contacted they, yeah, us. Yeah, they contacted us. They uh, oh. they generally have a... So uh, a lot of the competitions we go to, we end up performing with uh, a lot of the, the same groups. Like we said, the, the Southeast Asian acapella community is is still one that's growing. It's uh, There's certain groups in the community that are pretty well known, like Pen Masala or Chai Town. And I'm starting to say that one of ours, uh, our name, uh, the Macapellas, is starting to become... Uh, staple in that in that community, which we're all very very proud of, um, but it, it it is growing. So uh, it was their first time, um, and there isn't too long of a list of groups to to shoot out and contact. Although there is groups springing up every day. I know uh, OSU's Dudgun, one of our neighbors mm -hmm. uh, for both John Carroll and Case Western, started maybe about two years ago. Was their oh, wow. their first time becoming a group? So congratulations to them. I think yeah. it's still an impressive number, though. It's th I believe thirty six. Wow. There are 36 South Asian fusion acapella groups in That's the nation right now. Wow. That's good. That gives, gives exposure to the genre. Absolutely. And so, uh, to, for, for our listeners who want to twiddle with their fingers, um, the website is D-H-A-M-A-K-A-P-E-L-L-A.co. -L -L That's the Hamakapella. Dot C-O. And I'm at their website right now, and there's a lot of stuff to look at. They have uh, videos, uh, music videos of Radioactive, right? Why don't we talk about the music video? I don't think we've yeah, talked about music that. videos, and there's uh, a few stuff there. <laughs> and uh, according to the website, they had a 10th anniversary concert and album release party last February 26th. Yeah. I wish I would have known. Yes, we did. I <laughs> wish I would have known, too. It's only $7 for under uh, for graduates, uh, $10 for community. That's for <laughs> us here. <laughs> I got excited with the 7 and then eh, I'm not a graduate. Is there a mailing list? Is there a mailing list on the website, DJ Lexicon? Um, I'm not sure. There's maybe about us, the singers, album. So contact contact us. Oh, there you yeah, go. There, yeah, there yeah, is. Got questions? Yeah. So. I don't think we have a mailing list, but feel free to follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Check out our Facebook page at awesome. facebook.com/slash the Macapella, spelled the same way as it is on the website. I'm gonna do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I guess we're gonna turn this over to the film major, and he's gonna talk about making the uh, music videos. Oh, oh, great! So we decided uh, way back in October, I believe, to do a music video for uh, that first track you heard, "Radioactive Dilse Medley," and right from the get-go. So, so I, I was the one who directed it. I'm a film major. I'm really passionate about cinematography nice. and all that jazz. So, what did you use to edit? Uh, Premiere. Premiere. All right. Hey, we we uh, Johnny uses Premiere too. Ghostos uses Premiere. <laughs> yep. Try to keep. Try to keep go. like the professionals. And that yes. was a ghost host cheering That's the in the background. Ghost host cheering <laughs> and approving your use of Premiere. 
so uh, right off the bat, we wanted to do something completely different that hadn't really been done in this Southeast Asian fusion acapella genre before, because there are plenty of videos out there, and they all sort of have a similar Bollywood theme, similar to the songs that the movies... They're all love songs. <laughs> yes. With love themes. <laughs> yes. For the most part, it's all, it's all love stories, and we just wanted to do something completely different that most audience members who are fans of the genre had never seen. So at the time, I was just finishing up Avatar, The Last Airbender. Oh, I don't yeah. know how many of y'all have seen it. The movie or yeah. the series? No. The movie or no. the cartoons? The, the cartoon series, the original uh, one. I like the movie, even though people don't like it. <laughs> so you'll see if you watch the music video that there are a lot of influences uh, from <laughs> Avatar The Last Airbender, uh, especially some of the... Uh, just some of the powers that the characters have, and also there's... This sounds awesome. <laughs> I know. Will, the, will, will there be death in this video? Some powers? That's what I'm interested in. Yeah. There, Lying. There, there are some magic powers. There's... Uh, uh, so base, the basic storyline is that um, music, music is dead. The government has outlawed music. Ooh, interesting. Uh, but there's... Uh, th there's someone, there's some all-powerful being who's on the loose, who apparently is trying to thwart the government's efforts. He goes by the name of Sid Sivakumar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or the RSA. <laughs> and basically, this guy, Sid, he is locked up in a prison. And he's the only one who can really save the face of music. So then the Maka comes in and... They're singing, they're singing their music, trying to generate enough power to... Wow, man. As, as I explain it, it sounds so ridiculous. No, it sounds <laughs> No, it's awesome. not. Ian and I are getting excited. I know. <laughs> so basically, uh, the group is being helped out by a pair of scientists who are our rhythm section, uh, our beatboxer, and our bass singer. And they're basically controlling... Uh, they're controlling the group's sound and trying to capture enough of it so that they can sort of bring music back to life. Molly, there's Molly. Aditi Molly Banja. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, about, about halfway through the video, Molly, who's dressed just like a biker, she's got a samurai sword, looks really, really cool. She goes off on her own on an adventure to go rescue Sid, the only one who can really bring about... Uh, who can resurrect the music, basically. And she gets uh, she gets into a tiff with a guard, and then, well, I'll let you watch the video. Have oh, you seen awesome. The Legend of Korra? How it finishes up. No, I've been holding off because I want to do well in school. <laughs> I, that is true. <laughs> but I watched it, and it sounds more like Legend of Korra than The Last Airbender. But I won't say where, how, or why. Oh, don't spoil it. Yeah, why, why, Um, One thought comes to mind. What do you think of the movie Pitch Perfect? <laughs> the first one or the second one? Well, the second one hasn't been shown yet. Oh, I haven't seen the first one either. So <laughs> <laughs> I can lend you my Blu-ray and DVD. The okay. second one's coming out, I think, in March. So yes, it should speak yes. to the fact that I know when it's being released, <laughs> how much well we think of it. Um, the first one, when it when it came out, we uh, we... I don't know if I can say this, but um, we we found a way to be able to watch it. Uh, um, and uh, uh -huh, right I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and then oh, go ahead. So we, so we, as a group, decided. So it was right before Got There a Ho, and uh, we 
it, we we had to leave at four in the morning. It's a twelve. A fourteen-hour drive all the way to Iowa City from from Cleveland, especially it was snowing, so we had to drive slowly. And um, we decided, you know, there's really no point in actually trying to get any sleep right before the competition. Which I don't know why we decided that, but <laughs> uh, but we decided to make it some group bonding time, and we all went as a group to go watch the movie, um, and that really got us hyped and put in the mood of uh, of, of really singing and competing. And I would like imagine that. it would really put you guys in a good. Uh, you haven't yeah. seen it yet. I haven't seen it. Oh my I, I god, to. it's so funny. It's so inspiring. I, it's so it's really I've funny. been in a room where I was playing in the background, but I didn't really get to watch it because there's a lot of <laughs> stuff going on. But I I, f- I feel like it's a pretty well known movie, and and so I'm I'm sure there's listeners out there that are wondering really how much does does that movie uh, accurately portray uh, I guess uh, the acapella community? <laughs> and right now Jeff's giving me a thumbs up. He's showing me it's uh, pretty spot on. In, in my opinion, it's pretty uh, aka spot on. Yeah, aka spot on. <laughs> no. So uh, outside of outside of like the uh, the the corny uh. acapella jokes and things like that. Um, we, I, I've personally found that a lot of the uh, the struggles that they have with, uh, with the group dynamic, yeah, with with either <laughs> like, well, uh, not necessarily group dynamics, but um, the physical struggles, like the person having vocal nodes, gasp, um, yeah, or, or yeah. things like that, or, or also. Um, Making uh making time to to devote to the group outside of school and things like that are are real struggles uh, at least in the undergraduate acapella community and um uh I've I've often thought as we were talking before about choreo that having uh, the maca exercise sessions would be fantastic for our breath support yes. I'd be the one doing horizontal running <laughs> and, and yeah yeah no in Pitch Perfect too Philharmonic is gonna, is in the movie exactly the Philharmonic you one should of watch the former one. Asian Festival National Act performers from 2014 Woo! Trace couldn't make it he was graduating but all the other guys <laughs> made it so. But how do you find time yeah. to, to do everything? Yeah, For those I mean, who haven't seen the movie Pitch Perfect, how do you balance that? I mean, I know opera singers who do yoga to, to help with their diaphragm control, and I'm not suggesting you guys have to find time to exercise, I mean, but all their majors, like dual majoring, and well, these are not easy. When you know, do you practice? Do you practice uh, when do you practice? Do you practice weekly? Yeah. yeah. So we practice three times a week. Wow. Okay. That's kind of... Okay. And for about two hours every single session. And... You don't really think about, at least for me personally, I'm I'm never thinking, oh darn, I have rehearsal because you know the maca is my way of releasing ah. all the stress that I get from school and from everything else I'm involved in. Okay. So going there, I'm just focused on, you know, making all these friendships with all these people, making wonderful, wonderful music, and just having a good time. That's awesome. So it's kind of like other people's version of going to the gym to just release some stress. Exactly. It's, it's like a it's like you'd time but with like family that's not actually family. That, that was really awkward coming out. <laughs> no, I know actually but but it but it is a family. It is, yeah. it is a family. You get your shared interest. It is a family. <laughs> so, I don't know I know there's another group, a Bollywood group on campus. I don't I don't think they're an a cappella group, but they um is there like any rivalry between your groups? Um, oh, so that's that was the one thing that I was going to point out. So in in um, in in Pitch Perfect, they kind of portray the acapella community as is very I don't know like uh, very they're, they're very group oriented and they have these strong identities and these strong sense of histories. And we too have our our beginnings and things like that. But it was it was two thousand five. Um, yeah, and we we tend to to look at 
um, the other groups on campus as part of the same community. So we, okay. we try to work with them not to schedule concerts on the same date so we can come out and go see their mm-hmm. their uh, their performances and things like that. We're, we're actually friends with a lot of um, the awesome. other members there. We, for a solid portion of the time, shared a beatboxer with another group. <laughs> um, That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's a lot of interplay between them. We, we've even held in the last past two years, not including this final this 10th year anniversary, but in the past two years before that, have had invitationals where we call up uh, other uh, fusion groups from around the area. Well, not necessarily around the area. I think um, was it? Georgetown drove yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was that was pretty um, awesome for us to have them over. And we also invite other uh, Case Western groups too. Um, and when we go out to the competitions, you know, even then you would start to think to yourself, oh, maybe it gets a little tense. But not really, though, because that's that's a time where um, you get to be in a community of people that really understand mm-hmm. what the type of music that you put out is. And you hear the, the music that they release, um, either just from a video or from their albums that they drop, too. And you, you, you get to talk about it. You get to say, like, oh, like on this song at that measure, I thought that was a fantastic uh, idea. You know, that, that, that bass drop um, was, was, was incredible. How did you do that? Or that beat, how did you pr- produce that sound? And then so that those competitions are a fantastic opportunity for us to mix both um, and make friends that are uh, professional relationships between the groups, but also um, transfer ideas in terms of how to musically arrange uh, and things like that. So it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. There, there isn't so much the animosity that's shown in, in the groups there. But, you know, movies, there has to be a conflict. There has right? to yeah. be a conflict, <laughs> yeah. So this is, this is more, I mean, they say that music soothes the savage beast, so the singing is really therapeutic, it sounds like. For you I guys. would say so. Yeah? That's mm-hmm. really awesome. Now, we're nearing the top of our hour, so we're going to ask each of you... A special question. The, well, I wouldn't, well, okay, our closing question. I guess it's kind of special. What is your favorite Asian dish, and can you make it, like, prepare it? For us. <laughs> You're supposed to ask that after, Alex. <laughs> okay, even if you don't have to prepare it, what is your favorite Asian dish? I got to give us a moment to think. (laughs) Take your time. I'll I'll take it out. (laughs) What about you, DJ Alexicon? Oh, my favorite dish? Yes. Does it have to be Asian? I asked you. Um, Yeah, that's kind of the question. Yeah, it's pho. Yeah, that's mine Mm. half the time. That or sushi. Yeah, to be in a general way. Because, you know, if you ask me what Filipino dish, and I have something. What's your favorite Filipino dish? Um, Is it the, the baby... Duck egg? No, that's not a dish. It's just a (laughs) snack on the side. (laughs) That you gobble with beer before you eat the main dish. Okay. But I guess the favorite Filipino dish is called uh, palabok, like, you know, noodles, you know. Gotcha. But Asian, it's pho. Yes. Takes me home. Back to you guys. Back to you guys. My my favorite... I so so I don't know. I have to I have to think. Asia is so large, right? And so um, personally, from from my my heritage country of India, my favorite um, food item. It's not necessarily an entree. It's actually a dessert. Um, is is ras malai? Oh, um, it's fantastic. It's <laughs> Tell this, us about ras malai. Ras malai is this sort of spongy cake like oh. um, uh, uh, dessert, but it's 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 not slathered with it's it's saturated. Mm-hmm. Is the better way to describe saturated with this this milky syrup sweet just sweet nectar is the best way that I can I say it. Have, I'm just, I, I, I might have had that, had that too. It is I it is fantastic. And if you drink it with lassie, it's awesome. Yeah, it would <laughs> be some lassie lassie. You, you drink it? No, 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 no. The ras is what you eat. He said oh, it, if lassi. you pair it with a yeah. mango it lassi. lassi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Um, but uh, another favorite of of mine is bami. 
um, mm. the sandwiches. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was munching on one. <laughs> it's 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 pretty it's pretty in terms of constructing the sandwich. You know, I I have a solid appreciation for for a sandwich because it's, it's very artistic. It's it's artistic, <laughs> yeah. But it's it's one of those beautifully simple ideas. The sandwich, yeah. you put the bread, and then you have the insides, right? Yeah. But but the way that you present it, or the way that it, it incorporates different tastes, like the spiciness, mm-hmm. plus absolutely, a little bit. That's I sweet. analyzed this sandwich, and I was like, why does everybody? <laughs> and I looked at it, it's and amazing. the way it's placed, you know, when you bite through it, you can go through different flavors in different bites you know you can yes. start sweating it's a, it's and, oh that's hot and then yeah. you know nice and smooth so and... where do you get your favorite banh mi where do I get my favorite banh mi because there's superior pho there's Ninku there's Asian down center there's Asian and then they sell them at the uh, the, uh, the food grocery stores as well Coco Bakery so, yeah <laughs> um, so my favorite um, place where I got some banh mi was um Actually, at a uh, a fusion restaurant in California, uh, um, so I can't really remember. Too far. It <laughs> too was far. It was, it was in Berkeley. <laughs> um, so I, I can't tell you. That was the first time I'd had the sandwich, and it just blew my mind. Yeah. So of course that's going to be in, ingrained in my memory. But so I'm I'm sorry to disappoint. I can't I can't tell you where I have my supply of banh mi here in Cleveland, but I know where to go when I'm in California. What about uh, Jeff? Jeff is the only guy DJ Lexicon can see. Yeah, I can see the others. <laughs> I can see his nice headphones there. I keep focusing on that. <laughs> I guess I'm a fan of sushi. Ah, uh, yeah. Specifically. Pacificist? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's close yeah, by you. It's great. Uh, definitely a big fan of unagi. Mm, and eel. Avocado. Nice. And salmon's also. Quite tasty. Yeah, I just started. I just watched uh, Jiro Dreams of Sushi when yeah. I was in Chicago, <laughs> and uh, in my Facebook there's a post of sushi. I just couldn't help but but not eat the next day after watching that movie. <laughs> and I, I actually ahead. did that as a, as a date for my girlfriend. Is I went uh, over to Ginkos in Tremont. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, yeah, it's so good. Great high, high class sushi, and picked Real up some wasabi. sushi from there. Um, picked it up, took it to go, which is most people are like, why don't you stay? It's a fantastic dining environment, which yeah. I recommend you do if you ever go down there. Um, but I took that home, and then I put up on the on the TV um, a copy of uh, Jiro Dreams of Sushi, yeah. and she and I ate it. It was really yeah. romantic. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like eating it while you're watching it, yeah. right? Sorry, ladies. He's taken. <laughs> and we recommend that. I wish I thought about that, watching it while, while eating, eating sushi. sushi. Well, then you have to imagine whatever you're tasting is like, it has to be ten times better. Than yeah, it was, yeah, it was the homage to yeah. Jiro. And what and, about you? Um, I guess from, let's say from India specifically, my favorite dish is pulao. <laughs> and I can't really describe it. It's like... You it's have to very, describe it. It's a very, very <laughs> simple dish. It's rice with spices. <laughs> and then it's like somebody was just like, what can we do that'll make this so random? And they put raisins <laughs> on it. <laughs> what spices but, are do you think are included in the rice? Cumin... Oh, Definitely um, cumin. Yeah, definitely cumin. There's uh, cloves in it. Um, mm-hmm. So what else? There's probably peppercorn. Coriander. I don't know how to say it in English, but galojire. Uh, <laughs> go for it. Translate away. Google it. Google it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but palau is, um, or at least my mom makes a, mm. a very specific version of that that's been passed down through her family. Wow. Um, and so every year, whenever we go to a, a bake sale, or not, not a bake sale, but like a family gathering or uh, just like a community neighborhood Potluck. We always bring that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I miss this tip of the tongue phenomenon. Um, 
Yeah, we we she she always uh, she always makes that. I help her make it and things like that. So it's it's very simple to make, but it's it's this large uh, menagerie of of different things mixed in with the base that is rice. There's cashews sometimes mm-hmm. in there. There's coriander, like uh, like oh. Jeff said. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jeff, how do you know that? Lucky guy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going to say, because you've been spending so much time with these guys, I don't know. Do you guys cook for each other? We've yet to go this year oh. on, like, <laughs> traditional Indian meal. Oh, Except wow. Except Jeff, Jeff uh, does on occasion cook for us. He's he's what we call the, the ramen master. <laughs> <laughs> the ramen master, huh? His, his ability to, to, to put together a boiling pot of water and instant ramen is unparalleled. Unparalleled. Different temperatures. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in this week. We are at the top of our hour. Thank you so much, and we will catch you all next week. Thank you, gentlemen, for coming in thank here. Thank you so much you. for having thank us. You. Bye. Don't forget to check demacapella.co online. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>